The MX Vice Show. Welcome everybody to episode 160 of the MX Vice Show. We have another action-packed show ready for today. For this episode, another Aussie motocross focus special as we have Reese Bart of the Raceline Husqvarna team. All right, before we welcome Reese, we'd like to thank Whole Shop Motorhomes. Big shout out to Whole Shop Motorhomes for jumping on board to sponsor our podcast this year. Obviously, Whole Shop Motorhomes is a UK specialist motorhome dealer for motorsport transport. They specialize in garage motorhomes and race vans that are suitable for a wide variety of sports such as motocross, enduro, karting, mountain biking and more. Check out especially the Commander Motorhome that's sure to fit your needs. Obviously, check them out online on their website. We have an article on our website and obviously have a video on our YouTube as well. So check them out and really appreciate all the support from the sponsors like Fly Racing, Scott, and also Fox Racing, So, which is pretty cool for you, mate, Reese, with the Fox link there, mate. So thanks again for taking the time, mate, and definitely welcome to the podcast. And it's been a busy start to 2024 for you for sure, mate. And new team, getting married, so doing the pre-season race and all the signs are positive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. Hey, it's um, exciting to be back on again. But yeah, it's been a been a really good start to the year. Um, obviously, signing with the the race line Husqvarna teed up racing team is been uh, it's been really good to um to work alongside Toddy and the whole race line crew has been really good. We've had some races already, and we've been able to snag a few wins. And um, as you mentioned, I got married a week and a half ago, so it's um yeah we, we've kicked off 2024 the right way and I'm, I'm happy to be where i am right now i'm in a really good spot and um I'm, I'm just looking forward to smashing out the rest of the year already yeah mate, it's looking good and seeing you on some of those coffs harbor races looking really fast on both the 250 and the 450 mixing it up with so many heavy hitters so i guess feeling pretty confident mate everything's going in a good direction and the adaptation to the team's obviously been pretty smooth from all accounts looking at it from the outside and speaking to todd last week too yeah, certainly. I um yeah, I've been feeling really comfy on the bikes. We we haven't really made a whole lot of changes to the bike at the moment. Like it's been minor little tweaks here and there, just finding those little one percenters, you know, it's hasn't been nothing major. So I I felt super comfy straight away on the bike. So and it's been really good mixing up both two fifty, four fifty. Uh, I think that's helped me out, just building that strength and the bike fitness and everything that goes along with it, you know. So it's um it's been cool and yeah, like I said, we with Toddy, he's he's super passionate. He's got a lot of knowledge in the sport, and um I think just in the short time that we've been together, he's helped me a lot and and progressed a little bit. So um just everyone around in the team has got good vibes and just just makes racing fun, you know. Like that's what it's been. It's been fun and and that's what everyone says, you know. To to perform, you got to have fun and. Honestly, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in a really good spot physically, mentally, and um, yeah, I'm just just having a good time. That's for sure. 
Yeah, mate, the buzz is certainly looking good around the team. Obviously, you had your launch last night, so how did that all go for you? A very professional setup, sort of had an F1 look about it, didn't it, mate? And Posty's been pumping out the content. And yeah, just everyone's really excited by the sound of it. Todd's pumped and obviously a young teammate, Jack, as well. So how was the launch, mate? And it just seems like there's really good energy about the place with the Raceline Husqvarna team. Yeah, the launch went really well. You know, we, we've got a got a good little crowd and it's something you don't see too often here in Australia, you know, so I think that's what's really cool, good about it. And, um, yeah, Posty did an unreal job. Obviously, Todd, Raceline crew, they obviously um, helped put it all together and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's really good for our sport because, like I said, you don't see that too often really. So um, I think it got a really good turnout and turned a few heads, you know, so um, I was stoked to be a part of it. And obviously young Jack, he's, he's up and coming and he, he probably hasn't seen much of that himself. So it was, um, yeah, it was different for us both. And I think we need more of it. I think, um, I think the sponsors absolutely love it. And it's like I said before, it's, it's good for the sport. So um, yeah, I was really happy to be a part of a, an awesome night. Yeah, it's really cool. Obviously, getting that sort of exposure for the team and the sponsors is so important in the motocross world, especially because it's pretty tough times. And like you've seen, especially yourself last year with Serco Yamaha, mate, having to find a new home. So definitely cool to see things like that. And I guess it's pretty hard not to get motivated with someone like Todd Waters. He's got so much passion. He just loves it. He's like a sort of speaking to him last week. He's always got that like a kid-like approach. Everything's awesome. And he's just loving the opportunity to still be able to make a living out of the dirt bike industry and just have fun and still race at a high level. So pretty cool seeing the way he balances. And I guess guess you feed off that energy seeing your boss like that having that mindset yeah yeah no doubt it's um it, it honestly makes the biggest difference you know sometimes like uh you know last year there was there was times where the the vibes kind of felt a bit stale you know but obviously it, it's still still early in the year but just it's different already you know like he's uh, I've seen him around the track before and I, I see that that's just him that's the way he is you know he's always got a smile on his face it doesn't matter the situation he, he always finds the the positive side of it so yeah i think um i think it's gonna be a fun year you know like doesn't matter how tough the situation is i think um todd's always gonna be able to crack a smile and, and i think that's gonna be positive for us because you know racing is never perfect you know you, you're gonna have moments and stuff like that but if you can turn around and put a smile back on your face and and um reset that mindset that's gonna make the biggest difference so um i'm looking forward to it yeah, well said, mate. And just talking about your pre-season training schedule, when did you start? How's it going? And as obviously you're at the Fort Dale crew, aren't you, mate? So you're certainly running through your paces at this time of year, leading into that Pro-MX opener, which is starting pretty soon, mate. So I guess how's the pre-season going? And you've certainly done a heap of work, mate, in that Queensland sun sweating it out, no doubt. So you'll be prime yeah. that uh, one faggy cold. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we, we kicked off, uh, I think, the first week of Jan. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've been on for a fair few weeks now. So, uh, my my training program has changed just a slight little bit. So, I'm still with uh, Fordale and his crew. So, I do two days a week with him. And then um, I do a little team day with Toddy every Thursday. So, just mix it up. You know, we ride different tracks. And um, it's good to, to get a little bond with the team once a week and um, work together and all that stuff. So that's I think that's been really good and beneficial for me as well. So happy to be doing that. And, um, yeah, it's it's been hot up here in, in Queensland, that's for sure. You know, we've had some brutal days and a um, bit of character building, that's for sure. But it's um, it's been good. Like, we're, we're pushing each other at the track, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, riding really well at the moment and can stick it with the, the top 450 boys. So, that's um, helping me, you know, I've got someone to chase that, you know, they've, they've put something in front of me and I want to hunt them down, you know, I want to take them off that step. But 
no, it's, it's been really good. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm in a good spot. And just my whole program that I've got right now is working for me. Um, you know, my, my wife's doing a lot for me as well. So a lot of stuff behind the scenes that just, just helps. And um, just got a super positive mindset right now. So, yeah, we've, we've got another race coming up this weekend in Harvey Bay. We've got some uh, heavy hitters coming up to race that. So I think that'll be a lot of fun and a good test and um, hopefully get a good crack. Yeah, mate. Is that the last race before you're heading into the ProMX opener or have you got another one before that? And that's pretty cool about that sort of connected sort of approach the team has where you make time to do that stuff as a unit and obviously iron things out and get that familiarity going, especially with it being a new team. Because obviously you see a lot of teams, you know, like in America and MXGP, they're kind of like a team within a team, like sort of, a you know, you can cut down the middle of the tent and there's sort of two separate entities. But it definitely seems like your crew's all working in the same direction and very positive and just everyone wants to see everyone succeed. So is that kind of how it is? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt it is, you know, and it's important, and it's it's been really good. Like I, I, I can't can't speak highly enough of them, you know. Just a short amount of time, they've they've gone um above and beyond, you know. I've I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but um, I know they've been working some really late nights lately, like just doing what they need to do to to make sure that we can go racing, you know, like. They um they took the truck to that Coffs Harbour event and they weren't prepared for it. That's for sure. You know they 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 worked a lot of overtime that week to to make sure the bikes were ready to go and and they made the trip down and then the quick turnaround to to head up this weekend. You know plus the launch like they've uh, they've been busy this these past few weeks to get bikes ready and and everything ready to go. You know so they've um yeah they've been working a little bit of overtime and they they've been killing it. So I'm happy to be part of a team that is willing to to put a lot of effort and time into us and make sure we're we're ready to go and ready to rock and roll. So that um that that gives me another boost of confidence, you know, having a team that um can do whatever whatever needs to be done. So, you know, it makes me want to work harder and perform because, you know, they're they're putting all of all of this effort in into us. So we need to repay them back to that and um hopefully get them a few race wins and um a title at the end of the year. Yeah, 100%, mate. Well said. The confidence side of it's an interesting one in motocross. Obviously, you gain it a lot from doing the work during the weeks and like you're doing now in pre-season, but also having that team behind you is that little extra boost too, isn't it, mate? So it's really cool you mentioned that and obviously results helps too. And in the case of yourself, mate, you're definitely primed to be an MX2 title you know, winner candidate. You're definitely right up there, mate. So that's the aim for the year, isn't it, to be the champion? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I've been really co- close the last three years you know i've been what third second fourth you know so i've been right there i've been right in the hunt um in my whole mx2 careers and um i think it's my time to win i i believe i can do it um i've, I've changed my off bike program a little bit so i've got a new new personal trainer and we've been working really hard so my body feels in shape and um i think that's just helped change my mentality a little bit as well so um yeah everything is just going really well um i feel really comfy on the bike so um yeah still early times in the year but i i do i do believe i've got a really good crack you know um i've i've had a lot of podiums i've got a win last year like i, I think i'm going to get more of those this year and more consistent so um yeah no doubt i, I want to bring home number one plate yeah, mate, it was awesome. I remember speaking to you last time, you know, last year after that win, mate, awesome achievement. And I guess how was last year for you as a whole, mate? Obviously mixed the highs with the lows, some really impressive achievements with some really tough times as well. And obviously you raced the WSX too, which is a really cool thing. And you can sort of say you've done that forever, mate. So just how was the year as a whole from your view, mate? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting, you know, like it, 
yeah, I was always um, kind of there, but just that little bit off to, to be on the podium. Now I was always kind of around that fourth place. Um, I did have a lot of fourth place finishes and it was a little bit annoying, you know, so to be kind of just there, you know, getting teased of a podium and then just, just falling short, you know, it's always tough. And I don't know, sometimes it can play a bit of a toll on you when, when it happens over and over and over. So yeah, it's, um, I don't know that's, something changed throughout the year and, and I wasn't quite myself. I don't, I don't know what it was. And obviously I, I still was working hard trying to figure it out, but um, just unfortunately didn't work it out for me, you know, and I rode really well throughout the week and stuff like that, but I just wasn't able to switch it on uh, come race day, unfortunately. And, and that's what was killing me. You know, I knew, I knew I had what it, what it took to, to do well and land up on the podium, but I just didn't execute when the, the time comes. So that was really frustrating on my end and we tried working it out. We worked hard, but just, just ran out of time, I guess. And um, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate, but I was lucky enough to uh, yeah get a phone call and, and uh, get an offer to ride for Club MX on the 450 for the World Supercross. So that was, uh, that was super cool, you know? So, um, and honestly, uh, that was probably the best I rode Supercross all year in a, in a race situation. You know, I think, what I realized was I just had to take that pressure off me. You know, there was no pressure of me going and doing well and whatever, you know, so where riding the 250, I think there's a lot of pressure for me to, to go out and win. And especially the team finishing up, I wanted to, to do well. And I guess, um, yeah, added that extra pressure because yeah, I wanted to, to, to finish with a bang with those guys, but yeah, I just put that too much and riding the 450, there was none of that. I went out, I raced, I had fun. I, Got a, got a top 10 in one of my races, you know, on, on, on my first 450 race in Supercross, you know. So, yeah, it was really cool. And, um, you know, we, we made the switch over to Husqvarna later in the year. And since then, we've just been clocking off laps and um, we're here now and we're in a good spot. Yeah, it's really cool to hear that sort of honest appraisal of the season, mate, and just how those sort of the nerves and the, I guess, the weight of pressure and expectation definitely gets to riders, which is something people don't see on the results sheet. They just look at it and think, oh, yeah, whatever. That's not good enough. But there's so much playing on in your guys' minds. It could be a bike issue that no one knows about, a health issue. So it's pretty yeah. cool to hear your honesty, mate. But I guess the overall sort of takeaways, but you learn a lot in terms of your approach and your mindset, which will definitely hold you in good stead for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. You know, I think... Mindset is probably the number one thing that is going to help you win races. You know, you can be fit and all that stuff, but if you don't have the right mindset, yeah, I don't think you you can go and perform. You know, so that was kind of like me last year. Like I, I was lining up and I wasn't sure if I was ready to race. You know, so um, that 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 certainly doesn't help. Like I knew the body and and the riding, everything was ready to go, but I just don't think I had the mindset that I that I could go and win. You know, I think. Yeah, I was just just wasn't in the right spot, but um, yeah, I think I've I've turned it around right now, and um, you know, even though it was just a local race on the weekend, I lined up and I knew I was going to win. You know, I knew I was going to whole shot and beat those guys, and I think that's you know what I need to bring the whole year, and it, and it was so important because I whole shot and and I won. You know, whether it was a local race or not, it was um really good for me to just have that mindset, and it just helps with the, the riding and and all that stuff. So. Yeah, mindset is everything and um, that's something I've been working on and everything I've been doing right now, my riding, my off-bike program is all helping with that and just having a great team is um, just puts it all together and, and um, we're just cocking off what we need to and yeah, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, mate, it sounds like you definitely sort of refreshed and recalibrated the focus ready for a big year and are you still squeezing the day job? You were doing a bit of work on the side last year, you're still squeezing that in on the side, mate, or is it purely racing at the moment? 
Yeah, yep. So I've um no, I've I stopped working at Fit Stop now. Just um yeah, I want to put my my heart and soul into my racing and stuff like that. So uh yeah, my my new off bike program I've had to um to leave so I could find time to do that and and racing and riding and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I'm hundred uh, percent committed to to racing now and um put my full focus into it. So yeah, I didn't want to, you know, I liked working and stuff like that, but um this is what I need to do and. I think um, I did that at the right time. You know, uh, I'm coming around right now and I'm in a good spot. So I think um, I think it was a good move. And yeah, I just, I want to win really bad. So I'm, I'm willing to do whatever I need to to do that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mate. Obviously we're in Australia, you know, there's not a heap of guys that are doing it full time. So it's really impressive that you're at that level, mate. And you can just dedicate yeah. all your time and effort into it. Cause it's, even though you're doing like that program where you're just fully professional focused on it, it's not easy, mate. You guys got to drive so far to get to tracks for all the international listeners getting to it. It's pretty big Australia and there's not tracks just down the road for you guys, is it? So a lot of time, you know, spent in cars traveling, there's so much you guys have to deal with. Just give a little insight into just how like your regular week, it's not just like you walk out the front door and you're riding, is it mate? There's a lot more that goes into it than that, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. There's um, there's there's definitely a few hours in the car spent, you know. So, but that's what we've got to do, you know. Everyone, you know, they they have to drive to their day jobs every day. So, you know, we we only have to do that three four days a week, you know. So it's not not every day, but yeah, obviously we we still got to travel, you know, an hour after two hours to to get to the practice track, you know. So there's still a lot of time, K's, and obviously money spent on fuel. So that's just the way it is, and and that's what we do. So. That's just part of part of it, and um, you know, we we love it. So, um, but yeah, it's what we got to do. Yeah, it's a good insight, mate. It probably like affects performance a little bit doing those big travels sometimes, doesn't it? Because obviously, you're traveling all the way from Queensland to Wonthaggy, Wodonga, Horsham, these kind of places for the series. It probably, you know, you might lose a little percent here or there, but I suppose a lot of people are doing it as well. So, just interesting. It's like you know, you travel to work, but you're sort of not having to physically perform at that peak. But do you find it takes an edge off sometimes those big trips or anything like that? Oh, no, not too, it's not too bad. You know, we're, we're lucky enough. We get the fly to the events and stuff like that. So we, it only takes us a couple of hours, you know, to get there. And then we spend there, spend the day at the track. And sometimes we just do a light exercise to, to get the body, you know, back up the shape and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's more taxing driving to the practice track than it is, you know, flying to, to the nationals and stuff like that. So yeah, lucky we're, we're lucky enough to be in a position where we get the flies to the events and, and that's what that's what we work for, you know, to um to get to to travel to the tracks by a plane and all that stuff. So that's um yeah, that's that's all part of it. Yeah, so respect to the privateers for sure, isn't it? Uh just just a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to had to do it for a couple of years there. So um yeah, it's it's that's definitely no joke, that's for sure. A lot of a lot of money, time and stuff like that, you know, a lot of the privateers still work um throughout the week and stuff like that, you know, and you know, they've got to take off you know, days before traveling to the van and then trying to get home. So, yeah, hats off to them, that's for sure. So um, I'm lucky to be where I am right now. Yeah, pretty cool, mate. And just would love your thoughts on the schedule of the motocross. Do you like to see more rounds? Obviously, those big gaps in the season aren't ideal for you guys. You can squeeze a couple of local races in here and there, but just it's sort of a hard mindset because, like you say, you know, you'd love to be probably racing most weekends every second weekend, but it's just they're doing their best with the schedule because there's a lot on their plate too. But I guess you'd probably love to see a couple more motocross rounds and then the Aussie Supercross guys led by Mick and the team, they're obviously looking to step that up too. So I guess an ideal amount of race is probably 20 for you guys in both classes, but the way it is at the moment it's still better than nothing but you'd probably like a few more gate drops at the elite national level wouldn't you yeah yeah no no doubt i think it just gives us a better opportunity to to score points and all that stuff you know like if it's a it's a 
fairly short short series, I guess, with Supercross as well. You know, what did we have? Four rounds, whatever whatever it was, you know, like you have one bad race, you, it's it's hard to make that up, you know. So I um yeah, a few a few extra MX rounds would be pretty cool, you know, make that up to, you know, say ten ten rounds and maybe five or six supercross, you know, nothing nothing too crazy, but just an extra few races for us and you know, just tighten the schedule up a little bit would would be really cool, you know. Sometimes it gets uh, a bit boring when you have three, four weeks in between races and stuff like that, you know, such a long time and it's hard for us, you know, we, we, we've got to keep our body in shape for, for all year long, you know, there's no, no time to rest and stuff like that. So it's just, just cause they, um, it's a little bit too long to, I guess, rest, but not short enough to, you know, just, it's, yeah, it's an awkward, awkward schedule. That's for sure. You know, so, um, yeah, I wish that it was a little bit tighter and then maybe have it, you know, a little bit longer between motocross, supercross and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think the um the schedule could be a little bit better, but, you know, we're going racing, so that's all that matters. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's sort of like you wouldn't want to sort of take too much time off. You can't really do that during the season. It's like the MXGP. It's kind of like March to October, for example, more or less, and they have a nice little break just after that season there, after the yeah. and all that stuff, whereas you guys are sort of going right to the end of November, especially like yourself, you're doing, you know, Aussie Supercross, World Supercross. It sort of doesn't yeah. leave too much time. Maybe did you have like two or three weeks off over Christmas and that was it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just a little bit of time off, nothing nothing too crazy, you know, so just enough to, to regroup and refresh and, and get back into it, you know. So um, I, I did a little bit of riding throughout um, the Christmas break, just like one day a week, just just because I want to ride, you know, like I, I um, just like love riding and all that stuff. So just went out for a little bit, did a couple of rides and um, before we got back into it and started January. So yeah, I just just like riding and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't take a crazy amount of time off. I, I like, I like being active and stuff like that. So I'm um, just making the most of it. And obviously had a wedding to plan in there too, mate. I suppose like us blokes leave it to the ladies most of the time, don't we? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky enough. Uh, she, she did a lot of the work and um, I just said yes and no and yes. And that was about it, you know? So no, it was, it was really good. So um, I guess it was nice to, to have the wedding at the start of the year. You know, you, you, there's nothing, no races coming up, so you, you can kind of enjoy that time leading up to it, you know. Like, obviously, I was still smashing out my riding and all that stuff, but there's still times to just enjoy it and, and um, just take in what, what we're about to do. So that was really cool and, and um, you know, happy we could do that and such a such a good time of the year and, and all that stuff. So we're, we're happy to be a married couple now. <laughs> yeah, mate, congrats. It's awesome to see. And yeah, great way to start the year, like we said. And I guess looking ahead to this year, do you plan on doing any WSX? Obviously with the team, it's you're probably a bit far out to tell and how the schedule for that. We've heard there's going to be some changes with that, but obviously it'd be pretty cool to jump on that 450 and do that again, wouldn't it, mate? Oh, if if the if the opportunity is there and and the team allows allows it, yeah, there's there's an opportunity. I would take it, but uh, at the moment, uh, I I don't know. Um, I haven't spoken to anyone or anything like that. I'm just I'm just focused on you know what what I'm going to do and what my job is right now. You know, so um, not not too sure yet. Like like I said, I've I've been really liking the four fifties. So yeah, if if I get a call up, maybe, but. Um, yeah, I'm not, not focused on that right now. You know, I just, um, I want to focus on my job right now and, and that's to go win an MX title first.
Yeah, mate, that's the aim, that's for sure. And just wanted to get your take on the overall state of play in Aussie motocross. Obviously, pretty cool that obviously Beta's going to be coming in and then obviously Triumph and Ducati in the future. It's pretty cool that there's these heavy hitting brands wanting to get into motocross, isn't it? And hopefully that filters through to Australia in a really quality way for more rides, more factory rides, more guys being professional just to raise the level up because the level's seriously high both in the MX2 and especially the MX1 class. So just your thoughts on how strong the scene is in Australia, mate, from being a rider and being in it and knowing it for many years. Yeah, I think I think once the uh, the new brands you know hit the country, I think that'll be really good for us. And and as you said, to open up some more seats for riders and stuff like that, because I don't know, there's there's not too many seats out there, you know. So there's a, still a lot of privateers cracking along and all that stuff, which is which is good for us. You know, we we need them to fill up the gates, so that's really good. And obviously, we we lost um we lost the team last year, so that's two two less riders, you know, on a factory bike. So. Yeah, hopefully once um, these new new brands kick over and have a few more teams and a few more spots, I think it'll be really good for our sport. You know, I think we, we, we need that. So, yeah, it's a shame to um to lose a team right now and have a couple less spots. So, yeah, hopefully we can um we can get a little bit bigger in the next couple of years. Yeah, mate, it's obviously getting pretty professional. A lot of the teams, like you're saying, those training programs, like you're on one of them, those sort of Alden Baker star racing sort of things. How good's that for the sport? And just to elevate the level because it's sort of pretty brutal those days, sort of fighting it out every day is a pretty strong battle. You're testing yourself. All the lads are competitive. So you find that's a good way to elevate, even though, you know, speaking to some people, they don't say it's for everyone, that kind of a program. But for your case, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for me, I, I really enjoy it. I think I wouldn't be exactly where i am right now without the help you know i've been with uh ford for uh just over two years now so i um i think it's really good uh, we've got we're always pushing each other at the track you know there's no there's no slacking off you know the there's always going to be someone that's probably going to be faster than you so you've you've got someone there to push at all times so yeah for me it's it's been working really good you know like you said some people don't like it they like riding by themselves that's just just the way it is but for me I, I like where i am and what i'm doing and stuff like that and um it just brings good vibes there's always a bit of banter going on at the track and stuff like that so it makes it for a good laugh and um yeah it makes makes rocking up to the track and riding really fun no matter how tough it is out there you know if if you're suffering it's there's a pretty good chance the rest of them are suffering as well you know so it's um yeah everyone's in it together and pushing each other so it's it's always fun yeah, well said, mate. And just another thing that's obviously elevating the level of Aussie motocross is having the Lawrence brothers doing their thing. Obviously, Jet, we saw what he's done on the 450 and the 250. He's just an absolute machine. And Hunter's not far behind him. Moving up, you know, in 450 class this year, having dominated the 250s. They're pretty cool guys to look at. And obviously, speaking to Todd, he's a lot about technique and always learning and making refinements. So they're a pretty cool reference point for a lot of guys. But obviously, to ride like that, you can't just click your fingers. It takes work. All the strength in the legs and the core and the balance and the stability. So cool to model yourself on, I guess but it's easier said than done definitely definitely takes time and it takes a lot of time and I'm I'm still working on my own stuff you know like I'm still working on technique to to make me better and and stronger and all that stuff so doesn't matter how old you are you're going to be working on stuff you know for the for the rest of your career there's always something you're never going to be perfect that's for sure so um yeah they're they're obviously a good reference because they probably got one of the best technique in the uh in the world i think so um it's always good to look at them and and get an idea of what what you can do and stuff like that so um but yeah it's always hard to replicate stuff you know everyone's different everybody's different so um but yeah it's good but like i said i'm still working on stuff myself to be be a little bit better so um see how we go that's the joy of motocross, isn't it, mate? You could ride like Kai Markle, Stewart, Hurlings, Tomac, 
Sexton, you can Christian Craig, there's so many different techniques and various sort of pathways to follow. You can still win no matter what, mate. So that's always the cool thing about motocross as a great leveler. So, and yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts, obviously, on the, you obviously follow the AMA Supercross and the MXGP pretty strong. So who are some of the guys you personally like watching and enjoy, you know, just learning from and just seeing how they do it and navigate different sections and little points as you take from each one? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been a bit of a Tomac fan, you know, he's... He's a bit of a bulldog rider and stuff like that. So I um I like watching him and you know, it's it sucks to see the injury that he had and, and, and whatnot. And hopefully he can can get back up to where he was. He, he's he's had some good races this year and some bad ones. So hopefully he can um, you know, turn it around. But yeah, I've always been a, a bit of a Tomac fan, so I like the way he rides and some of the, the comeback uh races he's had and stuff like that's been pretty cool. So um yeah, definitely probably one of one of the favorites and MXGP, I'm not too sure. I don't know if I have anyone specific that I like. I just enjoy watching it when I can. You know, I don't, I don't watch it quite as much. But um, yeah, it's always cool to um, to see see them and their tracks and stuff like that. They're pretty gnarly, and obviously you got one of the best starters with with Prado. Like he's he's pretty cool, and obviously a world champion now and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to um, to watch them kick off. Obviously a lot of uh, team changes and, and all that stuff going on over there. So it'd be interesting to, to see round one with those guys and man, they got, they got a long championship. So you, you can never, you can never um, be like, Oh, he's, he's going to be a championship hunt after round one, you know, after the 17, 18 races, what do they do? You know, so anything can happen in that amount of time. So it'll be uh, cool to watch. Yeah, and obviously one day be part of your sort of goals and dreams to head over to America and race, even if it was an outdoors or a couple of supercross rounds, because obviously we've seen a couple of, the, obviously the Lawrence brothers, but you've seen like Whiteman and Olander and even Stapleton's been at it for years. They're having a crack and it's pretty cool to see them on the big stage there. So that'd probably be in your aims in the future too. Yeah, for sure. It's always always a goal to race overseas, um, but unfortunately it's a lot of money to do that. So if someone is uh, willing to give me a lot of money, I'll 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 be more than happy to go over and race, you know. But yeah, it's just um, it's a little bit harder than than what most people probably think, you know. It's um, trying to get a bike and living, and man, there's so much that probably goes into it that I I'm I don't even really know, you know. I'm just thinking of the the big stuff, but there's always those little things that you you got to do that that just add up. So unfortunately um i don't have the money to do that so maybe after a couple championships i can can pay to go over there so um but if the opportunity was there to to do it for free i might take it but yeah right now um we're here in australia and try and make as much money as i can yeah and obviously i forgot to mention tanty as well it's cool to see him obviously you know won that title in australia and then he's heading over there done wsx so that's pretty cool to see him and hopefully we see him back on the track soon i'd imagine yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm a big fan of Az as well. You know, we we kind of grew up pretty local to each other when we were kids and racing at the same club and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of him, and hopefully, he can um get back to 100% fit and healthy and um do well because I know he can ride Supercross really well. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's back back soon and um putting it in the mains and and having some good races. Yeah, awesome, mate. And as we sort of wrap this one up, just sort of give us key goals again. Obviously, we've touched on you want to win, but any sort of things you'll be looking on just for the weekend, working on, and just how's the training schedule? You sort of taper it off a little bit before round one and just give you a chance to sort of shout out to say thanks to anyone that's supported you and everyone that's helping your program and make it all happen as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you said, obviously, the the, the number one goal is to, to go out and win. Obviously, that's everyone's goal, but I just want to be consistent. I want to be 
at the pointy end each and every race, you know, like I just want to um, get off to a good start and, and um, just be in the fight, you know, whether that's top three, top five, you know, just somewhere in that, that range every race and, um, you know, you're just racking up good points every round. I think that's going to be super important um, to do that. And, and you know, if you do that, you're going to be in the championship hunt, you know. No one's going to go go win every race and, well, not many people do, but um, just being there um, is, is all you can ask for. So that's all I want. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to just have a another couple hard weeks and then start tapering off a, a week or two before round one and, um, and then just cruise our way in and, have some fun but um yeah obviously i'm gonna say thanks to the whole race line huskamana tita racing team um they're obviously the one keeping me going right now so it's um it's cool to have them and um they've got my back 100 percent. but yeah all the all the sponsors along with it and um thank you very much for having me on once again and uh for a good chat no worries mate definitely look forward to speaking you throughout the season and it's yeah it's shaping up as a really good 2024 for you mate so it's definitely exciting times ahead and before we let you go we'll shout out to the sponsors obviously whole shop motorhomes for sponsoring this one box racing scott and obviously fly racing really appreciate all they do go check them out on their websites and from our website they've got a great range of products and selection of stuff for you to go check out and obviously thanks for the listeners for supporting the site as well and yeah obviously thanks to you too reese and all the best for the upcoming season mate we look forward to speaking again soon it's going to be a good one Thank you. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Have a good one.